All right. Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz just wrapped up the 3M up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Lee Hodges put on a clinic sleaze, wire-to-wire win, never blinked. Man, that was so impressive to watch. He is such a great dude. I'm so pumped for him to get his first PGA Tour win. Yeah, he tried to give us a little drama at the end, maybe gave JT Poston a little outside shot, which was kind of, the, I guess, like, you know, Lee ran, Lee ran away with this thing. JT's drop and, I guess, decision with he and Fleener on the 72nd ended up kind of being the, the story of the tournament, really. A lot of people questioning it. You know, JT came out and said, I do it 10 out of 10 times. I don't know how you, you feel, dude, but I had zero issue with them going for it at the time. It's like you only get so many chances to win a golf tournament. Even if he does soup it like he did, you got to figure laying up from 100 yards. How many times is JT Poston not going to, you know, take four to get down from there? It's one of those things like hindsight's 2020, but um, hell of a week by uh, Lee. And uh, I think JT ultimately, you know, probably is, it sucks at the end, but probably made the play that I think he'd make over and over, like you said. No, it sucks a lot. I mean, I was right there in the final group with him. I mean, you got to give all the credit to Lee Hodges. What a beautiful golf swing. Made the clutch five and six footers when he needed to, you know, early in that round on Sunday. But with JT on 18, you know, I can I can go either way. Uh, I went down there. The lie was actually pretty good. It was in the inside the penalty area line, but it was sitting pretty good. The only question, the only problem was it was about a foot below his feet. My idea was once Lee Hodges laid it up, I'm like, he's got a wedge in. He's probably not going to make six. You got to make three to force a playoff and hope he makes six. Yeah, odds weren't really much against him. Like Jason Duffner and I were talking yesterday, like his odds of holding the wedge shot might have been better than actually holding that green with the hybrid from that lie. Um, you know, yeah, I figured if he could if he could muscle something over, like even just beyond the green, give himself at a chip and or just something for Hodges to think about. I mean, we don't expect Hodges to get, you know, make a six there after laying it up in the middle of the fairway. But I also didn't expect JT Poston to take four to get down yeah, from I mean, 100 after he laid up, too. I mean, crazy things happen. You give himself a shot. And even if he did it in the water, like with a three-shot gap between him and the next guy, it's like, man, you know, it's one of those things after the fact. He takes four to get down from 100, taps in for an eight. And it's like, yeah, he's not going to – like, he's a great putter, great wedge player, especially with that pin location. I, I just expect him to do what Hodges did and just throw it 20 feet past the hole. It's all coming back and, you know, potentially hit it close, walk away with six, but I definitely didn't expect eight. Yeah, we were walking through the tunnel from 17 to 18, and Fleener said, what's third place at? And I said, they're in the house at 17. You got a three-shot cushion. So he knew exactly where he stood. Yeah, Like, yeah, he tried the miracle shot, didn't work, dropped, laid it up to 100 yards, and you're like, okay, he's going to knock it on the green, two-putt at worst, make seven, and finish solo yeah. second. No big deal. But, whoo, $260,000, mm-hmm. uh, 90 FedEx Cup points, by the way, too. He's, I believe he's 48th now, would have been 37th which is a big deal for big. I'm sure you're getting that top 50 at worst case to get in all the designated events next year. Yeah. 260,000. That's a car. Might want to hold on to that one, but yeah, you're right. you said that in a text. You, that's a car. What fucking car are you buying? That's dumb and dumber, dude. 275,000. That's a car. We got to tie okay, it up. Okay. Dumb dude. That's a car. Might want to hold it. on to that got one. It. But yeah, okay. the, the FedEx cup points ultimately, I mean, inside that top 50 massive, like you said, might end up being a bigger deal. Hopefully not than the, than the 260, out although that one does sting well i just got home i mean first of all congratulations to lee hodges i mean he deserves all the credit mm-hmm. he, he went out and just dominated that tournament but i just got uh off the golf course from zach johnson's foundation event up in cedar rapids iowa i always talk about it on here man they do one hell of a job the fairways are rope they sell tons of tickets raise so much money for charity 
such a great event. Got to thank Zach for including me again. Um, I emceed the clinic this morning. And so it's just basically, you know, you have fun with it. You take some jabs at people. And I was like, Zach, any coincidence that, you know, Justin Thomas is making his first appearance at your charity event, and he's currently 14th on the Ryder Cup point standings. Mm-hmm. And those clubs, <laughs> those hooks look mighty clean. Look like JT been taking care of them things. What is it, anything? Oh, they just started laughing. And yeah. You are killing me right now on the gallery. Yeah. But, uh, Make it awkward. With it. Make it awkward. Yeah, that's what you got to do. And props to him, by the way. I know he had a tough week. Missed the cut. Tried to close strong. What he, what he finished with four birdies on the last five. Tried to give it the old, you know, college try there. But to stick around, practice all week up there, and then stick around for Zach's deal. Nice thing. Also, um, probably the right uh, move politically as well for JT. Yeah, it was uh, it was great to see him up there. He had a massive gallery out following him, so that was really cool. But we had a blast up in Cedar Rapids. Um, thanks again to Zach for having us. And Zach rocking his RLX gear, which he will be doing over in Rome at the Ryder Cup as the USA captain. Slays, nothing better than some good polo Ralph Lauren. I've been playing a little golf myself lately, Colt. Been out there wearing it. It's stretch, you know, stretchy. It's breathable. It looks good, most importantly. But the boys over at RLX Golf Collection, they draw inspiration from the traditional aesthetic of polo, updating it to create a modern sensibility focused on performance-driven design. From sophisticated styles to the most technologically advanced fabrics available, RLX Golf is the ultimate in functional luxury and provides pieces that are ready for whatever the conditions bring on the course or off. Ralph Lauren is the official outfitter of the United States Ryder Cup team and partner of the AJGA. Ralph Lauren, or Lauren as it's pronounced here in the States, is proud to continue its sponsorship of golf ambassadors Andrea Lee, Billy Orschel, Davis Love III, Devin Bling, Doc Redman, Jonathan Bird, Nick Watney, Sean Foley, Smiley Kaufman, Todd Anderson, Tom Watson, Trevor Werblow, Troy Taylor III, Tyler Strafacci, and Captain Zach Johnson. The RX Golf Collection is available in select Ralph Lauren stores, exclusive private clubs and resorts, and online at ralphlauren.com. Go get yourself something nice. The Ryder Cup is quickly approaching. Cannot wait for it to get here. But first, the playoffs are also just around the corner. Justin Thomas needs a big week this week at the Wyndham Championship if he wants to be teeing it up in Memphis. But there is no better place to get in on the golf action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $100 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Go to FanDuel.com and use slash subpar to join today. All right, Wyndham Championship, last chance for these guys to move into that top 70 and get a spot in the FedEx Cup playoffs. A lot on the line for a lot of guys, including Justin Thomas, like I said. I believe he needs a T18 at worst to move into that um, coveted 70th spot and try to try to make his way all the way to East Lake. But FanDuel is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. So don't miss your chance to tee off with $100 in bonus bets, win or lose, when you make your first $5 bet. Once again, you got to go to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up today. All right, let's get some winners. By the way, my dark horse, Bo Hostler, a little 62 on Sunday last week at the 3M. Nice little finish for him two weeks in a row. See if we can eight get... tweets, eight tweets in a row, bud. What's that Kill called? A little Loch Ness monster. Yeah, that's up correct. There. Not a bad run for the kid. The Loch Ness monster was out at the 3M up in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. All right, Wyndham Championship. Not the longest golf course. These greens are very severe, very fast. I'm going with the best putter on the planet. I'm going Denny McCarthy this week is my favorite. 
I actually love that. The kid's been beating around the bush for a long time. He's going to peel one off sooner or later. Like that pick. I'm going with a guy. I think he's going to be very popular this week, and for good reason. He absolutely loves this place. Worst finish here in the last three years is ninth. Uh, he was fifth last year. Led wire to wire the year before, before a little uh, oopsie-daisy there on the 72nd, which cost him a shot at the playoff. But he loves Sedgefield, and I love him this week. Give me Russell Henley, 22-1. to 1. Yeah, great iron player if the putter gets going. Boy, that was a tough one a couple of years Ugh. ago. It would have been like a seven-man playoff, I believe, if he would have ended up par in the last. But I like that pick. Uh, dark horse, going to a guy. He he loves playing on Bermuda grass. He's a, he's a Georgia boy, so he's very, very comfortable on it. He's 50-1. to 1. I'm going Chris Kirk, the Georgia Bulldog. We just had a Bulldog win the Open Championship. Now we got an Alabama Crimson Tide win. I mean, the SEC is thriving right now. Give me a Georgia Bulldog and Chris Kirk is my underdog. Be good to see something happen for the University of Georgia this year. <laughs> been a rough, been a rough, rough go for them. I'm I'm keeping them in my prayers uh, right now. Um, well, buddy, I'm going back to the well here for my dark Uh-oh. horse. Okay, friend of the program, phenomenal dresser should be noted. Fellow visor wearer out on on the PJ Tour, which there's very few of right now. As you mentioned, coming off a little final round 62 at the 3M, finished 13th. By the way. He's got Big Wave Dave on the bag. He's running hot. What more do you need? Give me Bo Hostler, 55 to 1. Bo Show, time to break through. Uh-huh. Trending in a very nice direction. Well, let's get to our guest this week. Oh, first off, let me tell you once again, FanDuel.com slash subpar. Make every moment more with FanDuel. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, or www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-F-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Um, Our guest this week just had the biggest week of his life, first major championship we got him with the claret jug. We got the the Georgia Bulldog, Brian Harmon, champion golfer of the year on Golf Subpar. All right. What a guy we have with us today. He just got back stateside. He's being hounded by everyone for interviews, and he still makes some time for his boys here on Subpar. You know the man. He's got the biggest stones in all of Europe. <laughs> champion golfer of the year, Brian Harmon. What's up, Harm? What's up, boys? How are y'all? God, not as good as you. That is a nope. fact. Not as good as you. <laughs> nope. nope. I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> obviously you can see the claret jug back there. That thing is absolutely beautiful. I got to ask right now: is there current? 
It's 7 a.m. Phoenix time right now as we're filming yeah. this. Is there anything in the jug? No, nah, no, we uh we we filled it up proper Sunday night, and then I got here uh, Monday night. My wife was looking because we were gonna fill it up again uh, Monday night. She looked in, she's like, mm, "We we gotta clean, we gotta clean this thing." Just a hundred years of of past champions, <laughs> just backwash in there. You're like, ah, we're gonna give this one a rinse. So yeah, you were telling us about it before we came on air. You're like, dude, the inside of this thing, it's a uh, little suspect. Is there any we, cleaning yeah. that goes? I mean, I'm sure right once you win it, you just pour it in. But at some point, yeah. you've got to scrub that bad boy out. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to have to do some uh, some research on how to disinfect the uh, the claret jug. What was I the first thing that it. went in it? Get it straight from the tap. Country did the country did the honor at the bar. Oh, you let country have the first sip. Yeah, uh, I think he did have the first sip out of it. He he, right out of the tap, right in there. It's cool because it it like uh, it gets like that sheen of condensation on it when it's full of beer and it's cold. It's, it's pretty neat. It's beautiful. It's pretty neat. I was, I was talking to a couple guys that were with you that night at the celebration. What it sounded like you went to what a local pub or something. I, I, they told me you took a picture with literally every single person that asked for one, which was more or less the entire night. But walk us through that first night right after you got it. Yeah, it's just a whirlwind, man. You know, I get done, and uh, I really just wanted to get my phone out and, and FaceTime my kids and my wife. But, I I mean, they shuffled me into this side room, kind of verify everything, and you just go right right to the media where they just ask me a million questions about hunting. I guess it's just a real hot topic over there. Like, yeah, what's, yeah. Their, what's their deal with your hunting? Like, they're gonna, you're going to put deer's blood in the clear jug? I don't like, know, relax. man. I mean, where do they think that grease for all that uh, – those fish and chips come from. I mean, it comes from an animal somewhere. I mean, I don't know. They kept they kept asking me. I'm like, oh, they must be really interested in hunting over there. I'm like, oh no, they hate it. <laughs> oh, oh, they're about to drag me. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that was, uh, oh, they hate yeah. me. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> let's uh, let's before we get into all the celebration stuff. Like, let's go back to the week because obviously you said you found something in Detroit in your putting and you started getting on a nice little roll. Going into the week, did you say, all right, you know, this golf course sets up well for me. I, I have a good chance this week. I did have kind of a fleeting thought. Um, it was my first open championship there in 2014. Won the deer, last guy in the field, last tee time, finishing at 10 p.m. on Friday. Like made the cut by the on the number, maybe one better than the number, something like that. But I made, you know, a million birdies that week. Rory ends up running away with it. But I made a million birdies and finished like 25th. And just was like, man, I like, I really like this place. Like, I like this golf course. I like this golf. And then, um, you know, other than last year at St. Andrews, I really hadn't had any luck at the Open Championship since then. Although I miss every cut by shot, and like, damn, playing playing good golf over here, just can't quite get it figured out. Just had never really putted great over there. So uh, last year was the first year I felt like that uh, I kind of got accustomed to the greens. And I think playing the week before at the Scottish helps because the greens are. They're not worse. They're just slower. Like the greens last week were incredibly pure, but it's a big adjustment for the speed, in my opinion. Yeah, and you seem to have it pretty much dialed in all week out there. I think it was Cara Banks that asked you about what was the secret that you found with your putting, and I love that you are like, eh, uh-uh, I'm not giving that away. But I think you did end up tell somebody yeah, afterwards. Yeah, so now that, tournaments are, yeah. Now that nuts. you're a major champ, can you tell it with our listeners, like what it was you found uh, that just clicked? Yeah, I just didn't um, – yeah, I've, I've been hitting the ball a lot better the last couple of years. My strokes gain off the tee, strokes gain approach to the green has gotten, uh, you know, drastically better. And so I'm having way more looks 
But when you're hitting it better, you end up with more 10 to 20 footers than you do inside of 10 feet. You know, I was um, missing more greens early in my career and making, you know, I looked like I'm this, you know, incredible putter, but I'm, I'm saving pars all day. So um, I was getting a lot more looks 10 to 20 feet and just wasn't making any. I didn't like the shape. And I found this, um, I don't know where I picked this mirror up. I think it might've been in colonial one year, but it's called a, a PAR board. It's a like path and release. And instead of like a mirror being like square to square, this one's got like, you know, open on one side and then another one for the other side. So it really helped me feel the path. And I started rolling the ball really well. I think I picked that up. I found it in my barn and I started using it. Um, like I started using it uh, the week before the US Open. And I started kind of putting a lot better. Well, the good news is, even if you ever stop using it, now that you're part of the shiny dome club, you can just use that to as you're trimming your hair. Buddy, I travel with a mirror every week, but it ain't for putting. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. No more shampoo. Me and you, dog. Maybe for that hey, beard. How much, money, beard. how much money are you saving on haircuts, though? It's beautiful. I mean, when's, have you been to a, when's the last time you've been to a barber? You give them to fade it in a little bit sometimes? <laughs> I probably went a couple years ago because Kevin Chapel told me about this place here in Phoenix where they do great shave and everything. So I went and got the beard looking all nice and everything. And I was like, yeah, just take a little off the top. Yeah, yeah, just take, take it all <laughs> off the top. <laughs> Leave me something. I like them about 13 on the stem, boys. <laughs> I don't want it too shaggy. Uh, Harv, I want to go back to another thing you said this week. They were asking about, I mean, you had a big lead uh, the entire weekend, which is not an easy thing to deal with mentally. And I think you said, quote, I was a wreck at one point talk us through like how are sleeping on those nights going into you know friday night saturday night those sort of things how do you not let your mind wander i want to know well, which one was worse friday or saturday but they both um, sucked yeah they they after uh playing in front of fleetwoods fans on saturday um saturday night was a little bit easier because i was like well tomorrow can't be as hard as today was i mean saturday was the hardest day i thought um so yeah, man, I, you know, I slept on that um, 54-hole lead at the U.S. Open in 17 and did not handle it well. Didn't hardly slept. You know, I teed off like 3.45 the next day, and I might have gotten three or four hours of sleep at the most. Um, this past week, I did a really good job. I was, you know, doing some reading at night, just reading the, this fiction, these fiction series books, and it would just help me get to sleep. So I got a good nine to ten hours both Saturday and Sunday – or Friday and Saturday night. So I felt really good. Um yeah, I was I was really comfortable over there. Can you tell you know, us what book? Yeah, it's uh, it's y'all gonna laugh. You, you, you remember the movie Dune uh, with that Zendaya, and the, it was it came out a couple years ago. I know it's what like you're talking. Yeah, the sci-fi. It's anyway. I watched it somewhere. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. So I started reading the books. Now I'm like, ooh, the sequel's coming out in November. I can't wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would not have guessed that. Yeah, it's I definitely. Not, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have guessed it. But you know, well, people I mean, what, always say, like, what, "What are you going to you going to watch cricket over there? There's nothing to do." That's true. TV sucks. Tough sun never watch. goes. The sun never goes down, and they watch cricket all night. I mean, you, you know, people always say, "Like you go in there and you you have a big lead, and if you end up losing, everybody's like, oh, it's a it's a it's a learning experience.'" But it sounds like you know when you went back to the U.S. Open in 2017, like that was actually the case for you. Like you had the lead, you knew you didn't handle it well, and you adjusted. Right. Yeah. I mean, I even got asked, um, 
I got asked after that open U.S. Open, like, oh, do you know what you learned from this? I'm like, well, I mean, I said something to the effect, like, I don't believe in moral victories. I was just all pissed off at it when the golf tournament. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I learned, I learned a lot from sleeping on that lead. So, yeah, that it, it certainly helped. As painful as that was, um, to to not be a little bit more competitive on that Sunday. Yeah, well, that Friday, Friday at the Open this year. I mean, you go out, you shoot 65. I mean, before any of us woke up over here in the states. And you have this massive lead. It was five shots. Were you surprised like no one got any closer throughout the day? No, not 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 really. Um, I mean, I, I made so many putts. I played so well Friday, and the wind was cooking. I mean, it was cooking from the time we teed off until the sun went down at eleven thirty or whenever the hell it does over there. And uh, it it just it blew, and the golf course was just starting to get firmer and firmer and firmer. And I mean, Friday was the toughest day in my opinion by far. And I just, I just, I, I just had it going. I got early birdies. I had some really solid shots, and then I was just hooping. Even like right when I played it safe, you know, like you're having one of those days when things are just going your way. You're like, oh, a little out of position. I'll just knock it over here to 20 feet, and then like those were going in. So it was just one of those days. And you wake up on Sunday, and it's pretty nasty out there, right? You got it's pouring rain or dumping rain the entire time. Yeah. When you first saw that and you got out of bed, did you feel like that would be an advantage or a disadvantage for you that day with the big lead? I mean, I would have preferred it to have been sunny and still, you know, I just, I felt that I was playing so well that um, I felt like it might give, you know, someone could go out and shoot a little score, but the, the, the weather was so bad. I was like, I just don't think anybody is yeah really going to shoot a low score today. And I was like, if I just got there and hit, you know, if I go play 14 good holes, I'm going to, I'm going to have this thing. Give us an idea because I mean the rain did not stop all day. Like how much shorter were your irons going? It was a it was a pretty big uh adjustment. I mean, I, I had a really good drive on 18 and it barely gets to the fairway. Um yeah, it, it the course definitely played differently. You mentioned 18. Yeah, I mean, That's funny because people were like, Oh, I'm kind of surprised he's hitting driver. I'm like, I think he has to. What else? <laughs> yeah, what was what was that carry to get to that fairway? Because they said, oh, oh another beautiful one. And I was like, damn, that looked like it only landed it's probably 60 like yards two, into the fairway. Yeah, it's probably 260 to the fairway. Damn, maybe. That's problem. That's yeah, it's like, what, what do you want to do? You want to hit three wood into the gorse short of that? I don't, I'm, that's no good. Into the walkway. I play it down the walkway. Yeah. But yeah, I struck, that, was a, that was a nice one to get off. Stroke that one. Just... Not gonna. I, I was like, I was like, country, you want me to putt it down the fairway? Like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. What, what do you want me to do here? <laughs> what were your conversations with what were your conversations with country like out there because i mean every time the camera went to you y'all look so cool calm and relaxed but was was it golf talk were y'all talking about other stuff going down the fairways because i mean no one really got close the entire day he did a nice job he anytime he saw any sort of a variation in my walk or my attitude he just always brought it back to something at the farm or fishing or you know my parents are down in the Keys right now, lobster, and so he was asking all about that. I mean, I knew what he was doing, but um, it certainly it certainly helped get you know take your mind off of what was transpiring. Yeah, I think anything to get your mind off, and that's why I was talking with Fleener like the next day or something like that, and we were talking about your win, and he's like, I honestly think the terrible weather on Sunday helps just because not only is it hard for guys to shoot a super low score, right. And come and catch you, but also like, it just kind of takes your mind off another, it gives you another variable that like eliminates yeah, your true. mind from thinking. It's like, I just want to stay dry. I just want to get through this. Like just becomes way more like one shot at a time. Let's put this one in the fairway. Let's get out of here get under the umbrella. Yeah. It almost made it like extra gratifying. Cause I, I don't, I don't like the rain. I just, it's, I've never been very comfortable in the rain. I, I feel like the, um, I hit it 
really short when it's raining. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think it was necessarily to my advantage, but to like kind of blow through all that and just be like, yeah, I mean, I played, I played good golf in bad conditions and country gets mad at me. Cause I always save all my, I don't like rain gloves. So I save like, you know, I was probably, I probably wore a glove from like Harbor town you know, on the 72nd hole. I was like, that's why we save these damn gloves. <laughs> they look like, <laughs> I had them like, you know, hanging like Christmas ornaments in the, in the umbrella. So uh, it was nice to be prepared and to play well. How many were up there in the umbrella? I was going to save that for later. Oh, at the, at the end, Dude, at, like I could have oh, hit, hit one per swing if I wanted to. Easy. Mike Tirico had a great line. He said, it looks like there's a pro shop under Brian Harmon's umbrella. <laughs> I played against sports under the umbrella. Oh, it was good. So throughout the day on Sunday, I mean, obviously you got off to a slow start a little bit like you did on Saturday. You took the unplayable on five, and I believe Rom got within three at the time. Did you look at the board at all throughout the day? I mean, I could tell from the crowd. Um, they, they were very quick to let me know whatever my my stroke lead was and who was doing what. They were very, very, uh, very open about where I stood. So I, I knew where I stood, but I knew that um, – I just I, I had the thought like if I can just make a few good swings I, I'll I'll be I'll be fine, and luckily, um, or not luck I mean I, I made two really good birdies on six and seven, I uh, made two really nice hit you know hit four, you know really good shots and and made two nice putts so that that really kind of settled it down. You didn't make that many bogeys all week, and I feel like whenever you did, you bounced back with at least one, maybe two birdies right after that. Six. Your bounce back was incredible. But since you mentioned the crowd. Let's get into it. All right, we got the dude telling you you don't have the stones. That's the quote, you know, that's getting all the pub. What what was it like, though, on that weekend once you jumped out to that big lead? I've watched a lot of Opens, and everyone always says, like, oh, the European fans, they're the most intelligent. You know, they're the, they're the most they respectful. Are. It didn't – it had, like, shades of a Ryder Cup vibe a little bit in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it, it, it did, and it's I've always loved playing over there because they are so knowledgeable. They appreciate good golf. They appreciate good golf shots. You know, a lot of times, not to discredit American fans, but a lot of times you'll hit a, you know, four iron to 20 feet, and they're like, well, it didn't have any backspin. You know, just, there's no reason for the clap for that one. And over there, you know, you hit a – you can punch a four iron and run it up to 30 feet, and they'll build you a statue. I mean, they just – they know what, like, good golf looks like. But, boy, it turned on Saturday. It turned hard, and and um, I, I wasn't – I I mean – it caught me off guard a little bit, but it didn't um, it didn't affect my play, which I was really proud of. But yeah, it, it felt like a real like hostile away game in college football is about the only way. But at least like you know, if you're a football player, man, you're first of all you're twice the size of anybody, so it's like you know. But you know, also like you're on the field, like you're a long way from, but. I mean, when you walk three feet from someone and they say something nasty, I mean, it's intimate. I mean, it's hard not to just stop and turn around and and get back after them. But yeah, thanks. obviously, I think I think a lot of that was obviously because you were playing with Tommy Fleetwood, their guy, mm-hmm. who was from thirty miles down the road. But you know, you're your guy. You ain't scared to talk some trash. You enjoy some good banter going back and forth. Of course. Was there anything? Was there anything said that you you kind of were like that was pretty creative, actually? Um. No, no, it was just mean. <laughs> just me. <laughs> just me. What was some other stuff? Can yeah. you tell it? Like, with that, like anything you can remember? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of my height, um, a lot of 
I, had a, I mean, the only guy that I asked for them to get out of there, a guy followed me from like probably like number six through number 10 on Sunday. And literally like every time I'm over the ball, he's like, you're going to choke. <laughs> like right as I'm about to pull it back. And then I'm standing over like a three footer for par on 10. And um, he starts, he starts just, you know, getting after me again. Like, well, I'm like, all right, then this is my, it's, it was my turn to play a shot. You can't be quiet. Like you're out of here. Done. I saw oh. that on 10. I heard the guy yell that. And then I saw him when you were walking to 11, you looked at the security guy. I was like, no, beat it guy. That guy. No, look, I mean, for, for me, um, you can say anything. You can't, you cannot hurt my feelings. I've heard it all, but they, they're going to respect my turn. And you know, yeah, that's if everyone, yeah, it's, it's, this is my, this is my opportunity to try to hit a golf shot. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have my turn. And they should have read a scouting report on you before if they were going to do this. Because, like, you're not the type should've of dude nice. that's going to hit. Yeah, exactly. Like, been dude, nice. That's the wrong thing to do to Harmon. They should have just been fluffing him the whole time. And it probably yeah. would have felt weird. But like, hooray, he's a guy. Hooray, yeah, Brian. Hooray. He's going to respond to that, like, in a good way for him. Yeah. I, I, I will say, I mean, uh, you know, it wasn't like every single person out there was pulling. I had a lot of guys pulling on me. And, and um, so, I mean, I, I felt the – it was not. I mean, in between, it's like they would, they jeer if I made a bogey. You know, they 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 get all excited. But you know, when I'm walking up the fairway. There's plenty of people that are like, "Hey, look, man, you're you're playing great. <laughs> you're playing great." I was like, oh, thanks. You know, appreciate. There that. was so much hate on social media, like, "Oh, this was boring" and all this. And I'm like, dude, this guy just beat the best field in the world by six. Absolutely, just put on a clinic the entire week. I mean, if Tiger or Rory does that, we are going nuts about how mm -hmm. great this is. What happened? Did you take to the some under defense to that? What happened to the underdog story, Cole? Yeah, I thought Everyone that was exactly. cool. Everyone used to love <laughs> the underdog. Excuse me, exactly. underdog, you're 26th in the world at the time. Like, Jesus nah, Christ, you're nah, not that okay. far down. Oh, you're I not mean, Ben they... Curtis. <laughs> 125 to 1, though. I mean, we made a, they made a movie about Rudy, you know? Uh, but he was offsides, though. Uh, way offside, dude. <laughs> <laughs> missed the flag there. Review. He was offsides. Yeah, I, I, I did find it kind of interesting. They're like, they're like, oh, like just acting like this is like the most unbelievable thing that's ever happened. I'm like, I'm, I'm not that bad. Like, I've, I've had a pretty, pretty nice go of it. Like, it's not, I'm not like, you've been winning tournaments since you were out of diapers, basically. Yeah. Like, you're one of the few dudes from like junior golf to college to pro, like, really just kind of won the entire time. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you found it in college or, you know, spent a long time on the mini tours. Like you've been winning from since I've known your name, yeah. you know, it's hard to win at the professional level, man. You're having to beat someone's best week every single week, you know, and guys are good. I mean, the game's, the game's good. It's a lot of good players. There is so many good players and you beat them all by a very wide margin, but I got to know, you know, obviously you get done. I know you wished Kelly and the kids would have been there for it and all, but what was that first FaceTime like? I was just so it, it's it's almost like awkward because like you know my wife answers the phone and I'm like can you believe this shit like I mean like look at this like just me and my agent and the claret jug in our I'm like now what like <laughs> you're like well, what what do we do now like I'm getting picked up in an hour for the airport I'm half in the bag mostly in the bag like, <laughs> just, just a surreal like feeling you're like damn happened man. It it's like so it's cool. like when you have a kid for the first time and they just get it's like your time to leave the hospital. You're like, so you're just 
I just get Wait, this no and one, now I leave. No one comes with, like, no one comes yeah. with me. You ain't going to give me some book. sort of instructions <laughs> or like a class on, what the, on how to handle this. I know it's still fresh for you. You, you know, it, it hadn't sunk in for very long, but what's the coolest moment you've had since you won this thing? I saw you on like Dan Patrick, you know, when you win majors, you kind of go mainstream and do some of that stuff. But like, what's, what's the coolest thing that's happened? I think the coolest thing was I've been getting tons of <clears throat> tons of videos from back home, St. Simons in Savannah of like uh, just people like really good friends of mine. And then like from my home golf course, which I don't get to enough, like just like people that like coordinated these watch parties and stuff to like root me on Sunday. And I was like, it just didn't occur to me that all that was happening. And I was like, that was, that was really cool just to see that. And just to feel that support and seeing how excited everyone was getting is like, you know, like for me, I was like, I'm just, I'm grinding, trying to win a golf tournament. Like, you know, I, I want a golf tournament. So like, just so grateful, so happy, so proud. And then to see all that support and just the way that my buddies and everyone were just rallying back home was, that was the neatest part for me. It was awesome, man. I mean, look, look, the guy's a major champion now. This is a big deal. Um, is there anything planned back in Sea Island or anything for the week for a little celebration? I have I have no idea. Uh, my wife rents uh, a lake house up here at Skinny Atlas Lake in New York, so I'm up here. I mean, we rented a party boat, and we're just taking kids tubing, and I mean, just being a dad up here, just disappearing for a few days, and we'll deal with all that when we get home. I'm excited. I'm obviously I'm excited to to spend this time with my family. I'm excited to get home too. I'm I'm curious about this, Brian, because you are not a guy who craves attention or seeks out attention like a lot of athletes in sports. Right. But now you're at a point where you can't avoid it. Like it finds you, you win a major championship. Boom. There's a different light thrust on you. Like, are you cool with that going forward? Do you, are you enjoying it at all? Kind of being the center of attention or, you know, for a long time, you could probably fly under the radar a lot of places. Well, I mean, as you and Colt know, man, I love shooting the breeze. I love, you know, talking, talking shit. I mean, you're, I, you're great I, at it, bud. I love it. So I've enjoyed that part of it, you know, getting to getting to interact with some people that I didn't have a chance to interact with. But um, it's probably a blessing that it happened to me as a as a real grown up. You know, I'm 36. I got three kids. My life's not changing. You know, if something like this happened to me when I was 22. I'd have probably been a nightmare. So I'm glad it happened now. <laughs> no, you would make no, good was, decisions. It was cool to watch. And, <laughs> make good choices. Make, make good choices. Be smart. <laughs> earlier earlier this week on our Sirius XM show we had Kiz on who shared some great stories which we'll get into later but one was he he told us about the FaceTime y'all had yeah right? it was very late at night can you share with us that and how special that was yeah I mean Kiz is obviously a, a, the, you know an ultimate competitor so I know I know it would have been it would have been hard for me to make that call and so for Kiz to call me and I could see how excited he was for me. It, it, it means the world. It shows uh, parts of his character that people aren't aware of. Um, he's one of the best people you want to meet. So I, I really appreciated that. And I appreciate him. Of all the people you're going to, you hear from after a moment like this in your life, is it, is it those with not only like close friends, but close friends that you play with and you compete against on a weekend, week out base. Cause they know just how difficult that is. And they also want right. to win those same events. Right. right. Do yeah. those kind of I, I would think that probably means maybe more than anything yeah, else. It, than... It, it it means a lot and it's something that I've always struggled with, you know, as a competitor, like, you know, watching watching your friends do really well, you're like at you know, you're ha I'm I'm, all, I'm always happy for them, but I'm like jealous. I'm like, oh, I want that. I want that so bad. 
And it's something that I've struggled with um, having to watch friends, you know, just dominate. Um, but the last couple of years, I've just, I've really felt like kind of like a shift where, um, I mean, last week was kind of like a good example where I was very comfortable not worrying about what other people were doing. I was just really concerned about what my process and my, you know, everything that I was doing. And so um, I hope that, I hope that I can be as, as nice. I, I hope I can be as happy as all my friends were for me, for them when it happens, you know, for some people that I really care about. You know, I, I, I totally get that. I mean, you, it, it, a lot of it gets made about, you know, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas waiting on their friends on 18. I'm like, yeah, they're happy. But let me tell you, deep down, like, you're, you're jealous. Like, you you want to be that guy. You want to be the one getting, you know, noticed everywhere and, and reaping all the benefits of winning a major championship. Like, you're happy, but at the same time, it fires you up and right. makes you I, – I love that you said a little jealous. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a real – I mean, it's, it's our profession. It's so hard because – everyone can relate because we're all kind of in the same boat and we're all trying to do the same things. But, you know, at the end of the day, we are competitors and we are trying to beat each other. So, yeah, I mean, when congratulations come from friends and you know that it's heartfelt, you know that they're just salt of the earth type people. Yeah. I think that's why those mean more is because, you know, as a competitor, like deep down, like they want that too. And it makes it even not tougher, but like, it's a, you know, you want to congratulate your boy, but you're like, yeah, I want to, I want to experience that at some point too. Have you heard from anyone like, weird when you open up your phone and you're like holy shit how'd this guy get my number that you weren't expecting uh no not 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 really i mean i've heard from um i mean hearing from kirby smart but him and i we, we had a little bit of a rapport before uh, i was nice to nice to hear from yeah i've heard from all sorts of of cool people the outpouring's been been great especially from my I, my the hunting community's got my back man love, they, they're love, loyal they, loyal they people i saw some people on twitter that they had me. back they got me man it's yeah, good. it's like I like I'll, I'll I'll stick on that side. I like the guys. <laughs> You're safer than the other side. I think. <laughs> I'll stay. I'll stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you made Kirby's line be the hunter, not the hunted. You got that even more run, which is a great yeah. line, by the way. It is a great line, and it's it's you know I, I, I equate to like the prevent defense never works, man. You just you know instead of a prevent pre prevent defense, let's blitz. You know, let's let's get out and blitz. Let's throw it. Let's throw a deep pass. Let's. You know, let's try to set the tone. Let's try and take control of the day and not let the day control you. Should have ran that super, super cliches. You want some more cliches? I can probably find some in this rental house. It hasn't sunk in yet. <laughs> uh, you know, give us some of that. Y'all should have run that prevent defense on TCU a little bit more. I, I think that it might even it might that actually might have worked against us. Maybe I don't know. Y'all y'all had nothing. Y'all I think had nothing. it would have worked. I think it would have worked. Poor Tom Hoagie. Oh man, time, Hoagie. I know, and he was there with me. It was brutal. Uh, question for you because we talked about it a little bit earlier with this win. All right, I want to jinx anything, but it looks like you've pretty much cemented a spot on the Ryder Cup team. A, I feel like that event is right up your alley in the way you like to compete and the way you like to get out there. And B, with the way the fans were uh, over in England, that's got to pump you up even more for getting like the full dose of that in Rome. Yeah, I'm super. I'm super fired up. Super, super fired up. Yeah, I've been really close uh, a couple times, and obviously, David's love is a, a dear friend of mine. Zach Johnson's a dear friend of mine. But I would just, I've never felt comfortable, you know, when I've been close and like Davis has been a captain or you guys like Jim Furyk. I've never been comfortable. Like, hey, like I'll do really good over there. I promise. <laughs> like, you just pick me, please. Like, I've just, I've never, I've always just wanted to make the team and not rely on a pick. So 
uh, hopefully it'll stand and, and I'll be an automatic lock for it. Well, I'm fairly confident you're going to be wearing the red, white, and blue. You know, you've done it twice, playing the Walker Cup in 05 and 09. Should have been on our, on our 07 team. Would have dominated <laughs> even more. But back in 05, you played with Anthony Kim, which had to be an absolute blast going yes. alongside him. Looking at the team right now, if you could pick somebody to play play with in the team format, who would you go with? I'm not sure. I, I'm really excited to get over there for the uh, the practice um, session and 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 – and see, man, I, I would be I'd be pretty happy playing with them. There's some studs that are gonna make that team, man. There's some so the the game in America is so good right now. And some of these guys can just, I mean, they can go. They can really go. And I think it's more about I mean, Anthony Kim and I, I mean, we were we were kind of at each other's necks like in tournaments, you know, <laughs> like he's you know, the super brash, confident dude. And uh, but uh, I, I remember him and I, we played a practice session together down in Tampa. And we were playing singles in practice. He whips my ass, you know, like he was killing everybody. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I said, if we both make this team, I think you and I would be really good partners. He's like, I think so, too. And, uh, boy, boy, could that dude play. Holy cow. He was See, something I mean, else. we talk about it. We talk about we it. We talk about it every time. Right? Every time on. But it, I just every, – every now and then I'll hear a uh, – I'll hear someone – uh, that's that's talked with him. He's like, oh, I'll tell Harmon I said hello. So I just I talk to him through other people from time to time. I hear from him. It's uh, so it's everyone crazy. talks I mean, to him, dude. Yeah, he is. He was he so is, good, man. I, the game misses him. The game does miss him. He's a he was a still is I'm sure hall. He's a Hall of Fame talent guy. That's yeah, just, there you go. Maybe you call Zach that, and be like, I got an idea for one of the picks. Just this gonna, could just be like this by Look, dude, we had a pretty good run. I bet you we can still swing it. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think yeah. I think he'll have something for those fans over there. Yeah, that would actually be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. Should we get to some E9 here? Sleeve? Let's get to some E9, dude. The guy's jet lag. He's got more to drink out of the jug. He got yeah, tractor to get on. We can skip the first question because we've already asked him that one before. Um, all the shit talking that was going on from the gallery, did any of the guys happen to resemble the man that stepped out of the yellow Xterra back in Oregon? No, no, <laughs> no, that, that, uh, no, none, none of them. I, I would have loved to have had that man uh, in. He, he should have been my bodyguard over there because I'm telling you, those English, they wouldn't have said a word if that was the case <laughs> he would have been an easy word. one to spot oh uh, uh, he would have it just been a wall of people getting out of his way i'm telling yeah. you just parting the parting the sea over there move yeah god that's a good story uh all right first one from me all right harris english got to be college game day picker in athens after he helped the U.S. win the Ryder Cup. Now that you're a major champion and you're also going to be on the Ryder Cup, will you be personally insulted if you don't get the same honor this fall? Uh, there might not. What well, if there's not a game day in Athens? I'm pretty sure y'all probably get one. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Uh, y'all are big uh, underdogs too. We're supposed to. I think I really want to go up for the uh, Ole Miss game. That looks like the one that we're going to try to make it to. So we'll see. We'll Got to be a picker. Maybe gotta be god i hope you are how don't embarrass you, us though how can you not man knows his ball too all right uh, next one next one uh what was a bigger ass whooping you to the field at the open championship or georgia to tcu in the national mm, championship game why you gotta do that dude why you gotta create dissension kidding it's just a I question mean, the just, people want to know uh they know 
Um, well, John Rom got within three at some point. And TCU was never competitive, so I'm gonna have to say <laughs> Georgia. That's bullshit, Brian. Yes. That busted yes, coverage. Right that busted coverage touchdown when it was like 21 to seven or whatever. I was like, that they're getting nervous. Brendan Todd and I watched that game together. And oh, cool. It's like three plays in. I'm like, these guys, are, these guys are screwed, but they can't. Yeah. This is too easy. I don't this even remember that game. I don't even I don't even recall that. I don't even recall. I don't even know what game you guys are talking about. All right, here we go. This one makes me curious. Uh which tweet was cooler in your mind? I think I know the answer. The one you got from Kirby Smart after your win, which sounds like you guys already have a relationship, or the one you got from the late great Norm McDonald a few years back, predicting by the way that you would win a major on the back of your putter. So, um my wife and I are huge stand up comedy fans we go to the comedy cellar when we're in new york and we probably travel four or five times a year to see different comics perform and and uh so that for me was really cool because we were such huge norm mcdonald fans and uh, i can't believe i mean I, I i have saved that um that twitter exchange and I, I look at it from time to time but i'm surprised somebody dug that up i was that was really cool that's so, yeah, one of the coolest man, things ever. As a guy so who cool, loves man. comedy too, Norm, so cool. one of the funniest dudes to ever walked the planet. I'm like, well, he, get- he would always, yeah, he would always stick up for me because he's like, man, this guy's this guy's great. Why y'all why y'all care about how tall he is? That was how it all started. He's like, why are you guys? And and so that's why I was like, man, thanks for sticking up for me. I appreciate that. Like you you didn't have to do that. And that's when he said this this you know super nice. Uh, tweet he sent me. I was like, yeah, that was cool. That, that was that's really cool. awesome one to get. And he's smarter than all the golf media because he predicted God. this five years ago. What a beauty. R.I.P. He was. R.I.P. to Norm, man. The no best. Doubt. Stay on that. Like, so I didn't know you were so into stand up comedy. Who are some of your favorites right now to watch? Uh, uh, Shane Gillis, my wife, yes. and I went and saw Shane. He's a beauty, man. We've we've seen uh, Bill Burr live. We went and saw uh, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle in Charleston for my birthday last year. So we go a lot. My, my favorite places to go is uh, the Comedy Cellar, though, because you never know who's going to pop in there. And it's fun to see them work on their material. And sometimes, you know, they'll tell a joke. I mean – you get famous people there that tell a joke and it falls flat. And you're like, I, I'm still working on that one. And I can just, I, I, I've always, I felt like, I feel like it's kind of relatable to golf because they fail and like whenever they fail, it's in front of, you know, an audience. And I just, I just, I feel their energy and I feel, you know, them like working on their craft and it's their own. And I just, I, I think it's really neat. And like, I mean, they're hilarious. It's the last, like, it's the last place where like free speech is like uninhibited and, and people laugh at things that are funny. It's just really refreshing. Yeah. We had uh we had Nate Bargazzi on the show. Yeah, I, I saw is. the story he told about Boo waking up in the back of his, back of the dude's car talking about he's gonna fake the left or it's the orangutan or earning book up. Oh my gosh. He's, he's beauty. He's good. Yeah. That Shane Gillis is all time, man. Oh, he's, Shane, he is he's blowing up. He's so good. So best thing good. ever happened to him is getting fired from uh, I know that him. SNL thing was a was a blessing in disguise for him. Uh I'm gonna go check him out. All right. Here's one. I think you listened to the interview we had with kids on the radio, so you may know what's coming, but when did you become aware that on your recruiting trip recruiting trip to Georgia that your good buddy Kiz was actually bribing women to come up and talk to you. I just thought Kiz was like Don Juan up there. He's like, look at this guy. This guy's got, got girls everywhere. This is fantastic. 
Yeah. No game. I had no game. Zero. Hey, take it out. You can get it. I'll take some attention. Zero. I don't care if you're Zero. bribing them. What a guy. What a, beauty what a good kid, teammate, by the way. He knew he wanted you on that team. He's a good man. That's a great that host. That's a great host. Yeah, that's he was. A, yeah. He is. He is I said that didn't happen. He's an all-time that didn't host. happen on ours. All-time <laughs> host. There was no one on our golf team that had any pull bribing or not. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Expand your last one. Last one from me. Shane Lowry had that beautiful claret jug for two years. Is there still a scent of Jameson Irish whiskey in there? Uh no, I, man, like I said, it, uh, I I wish I had a flashlight. I'd show you there ain't no telling what's in that damn thing. No telling. Can you imagine two years with Shane Lowry with that thing? Mm. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Sterilize that bad boy. Dip it in some sulfuric acid. Or what something. what's uh what what are the Australians drink? What's Cam Smith been drinking out of this thing? He drank a lot of beer. Beer, I, I think, that. yeah. Is Foster's a real Foster's. Australian beer? I was going to say Foster's. I think they hate <laughs> Foster's that, in Australia. Or is, that like, or is that like Outback? It's like two dudes from Florida that started. <laughs> yeah, I think it First is. First off, I take offense to people hating on Outback and Chili's. Those are fine American restaurant establishments, I, I, okay? I said, uh, I said, um, uh, I could, in college, I, I would have eaten Outback every night for the rest of my life. It's great. Oh. Yeah, dude. That's, Chili's? Fucking incredible. I was like fine dining on the Jicks. I was like, oh, yeah. Chili's, Chili, Chili's, is, Chili's is a stretch, Gold. <laughs> if there's a Chili's near the tournament, you would find Gary Woodland and I there. We love Chili's. Well, you, Gary Woodland, the guy's never eaten a piece of seafood in his entire life. No, I will not be listening to food advice from Gary Woodland. Gary's the culture. I wouldn't take any advice from him. He's a culture dude. <laughs> Gary Woodland and my five-year-old son have the same diet. <laughs> like, I don't know. Your brain, and IQ. You, and IQ. You put, a little, put a little grenadine in his Sprite for him. Make him a, what is that, Roy Rogers? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do a little great. Shirley Temple, and I'll take a color. Shirley Temple, book. there it is. I'll take your love finest you, color. book. Gary. <laughs> uh, harm, dude. A, congratulations. B, you're the best. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, bro. Enjoy yeah, every second Always of this. Fun. More to come. Put on that red, white, and blue. Go show them what you do over in Rome, man. We love you, man. I appreciate it. Champion y'all. golfer of the year. That's Congrats, it. Congrats, my friend. Sounds right. Sounds right. Awesome. Sounds dude. right. Thank Pre- you so much, Harman. Really appreciate it. You got it. You got it. All right. That was the champion golfer of the year, Brian Harmon, joining us on Subpar. So cool to see him there with the Claret Jug. I thought that was fantastic that he did the interview with it sitting there right there next to him. But man, I just love it. I, I love that they got hit when Kevin Kisner's good buddy FaceTimed him. They got emotional. Um, the crowd talking so much shit to him. Fired, fired the little fella up, but he put mm-hmm. on a clinic. I mean, this is two weeks in a row in the game of golf. There's just been dominating performances, but that one by Brian Harmon was something special. Uh wrong guy to chirp. He's not the type of dude to go crawl into a hole and die. Uh that just fires him up more and just shout out to Brian Harmon man, for coming on the show. You could tell just looking at him on Zoom. I was like, this dude hadn't been doing a lot of sleeping here lately. I mean, he was on Dan Patrick. Part of my take, he was doing the whole media tour, as he should. And, uh, man, we love that dude. He's been so good. Uh, so cool to see him peel this thing off, um, especially sleeping on those big leads on the weekend like he did. That ain't easy at any golf tournament, much less trying to win your first major championship Love that dude. He got a lot of hunting questions. I liked hearing him talk about like, oh, they're asking me hunting questions. These guys are into hunting. Oh, no, actually, they're about to drag my ass all over the place for shooting shit with a bow and arrow. So uh, anyways, shout out to Brian Harmon. I can't I think he's gonna be a great ad. Great ad. 
to the Ryder Cup team. And uh, I know he's going to be looking forward to Rome because they were, I mean, they were giving him some shit. I had a couple of buddies, Colt, that flew over there just for the final round, by the way, that go way back with Brian. And they were like, dude, this Brian downplayed this stuff so much, like in his press conferences and stuff. Some of the stuff they were saying to him, one of the guys is, gets a little bit rowdy. He was like, dude, there was three kids that were following him around. They finally kicked them out after like the 11th or 12th. Always like, I was about ready to go punch one of them in the face. Some of the shit they were saying started getting when he was over the ball, things like that. Um, he made it sound like it was less than it actually was um, in his pressers, apparently. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I mean, that's not nah. how this game is supposed to be. Ryder Cup, it's a different thing, but uh, he does, in fact, have the stones to handle that moment because um, absolutely never let up. A little bit of a shaky start on that Sunday, but then went out and just played flawless the rest of the way. So congratulations, Brian Harmon, your first major champion golfer of the year. So cool, man. Well, Sleaze, I got a rather big event this week. Heading up to Gaza Ranch for the member guest, playing with the wizard, Ray Whitney. Since my longtime partner, Brendan Morrow, dumped me two weeks before the Oof. tournament, I got one team circled. Brendan Morrow, Steven Spieth, don't give a shit about anything else. I just want to dominate them. How you feel? How do we need – I mean, we haven't really dug into this psychologically. How are you feeling about this dump job for, for, for Stevie? By the way, Stevie is a good ad at any event anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. He is a 10. But, uh, I mean, that's – you know, you guys have been playing in this deal. That's got to sting a bit. Yeah, there's going to be a discussion, I believe, mm-hmm. probably at the tree bar one night. We'll, we'll I, get think into should, it. I think you should fight him. Straight no, up. I don't think so. I think you should just fight him, dude. He he turned me down like Canelo did. Yeah, you don't want it. You don't want it. <laughs> he knows the track record. All right. Well, make sure you go over to FanDuel.com slash subpar and sign up today and also go pick you up some beautiful RLX gear. That's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you on the next subpar.